What's up, D? What's going on, man? Can you hear me? Yep, can hear you just fine. Awesome, my man. You sound good on my end, too. Okay. Um, just want to welcome everybody to this episode of Cover Six Flex. I know it's been a long time since I've recorded. Um, lots been going on. I work two jobs now. One of them's overnight. I, it's a lot going on, but um, I I found somebody on Twitter. His name's Duncan Thurman. Really cool guy. Fellow Forty Nine er fan with, like me. Um, today, what we're gonna do is uh, we're gonna go into a lot of different topics, not just in the NFL, but even. Uh, a little bit of other things, other sports, other topics, other regular things, because of course, with the coronavirus, you know, you're, we're severely restricted, but uh, it's actually allowed us some time to actually record a little bit more. And fortunately, Anchor fixed their app. Thank you, Anchor, so that I can get this guy on my show now. So uh, with that said, I'll leave it to you, D. Go ahead and take us off. Yeah, what's going on, my man? Uh, happy to be here. Yeah, uh, we had some trouble with this ourselves when you were trying to come on my show, so it's nice to know that they finally got it working now. So uh, basically, right. um, I, I haven't talked about the NFL free agency yet on my show, so we can go ahead and talk about that if you want to, some of the big names moving. Um, I saw something, t- something today uh, fresh off the presses right before you came on that uh, – the 49ers have signed a uh, former Chargers wide receiver, Travis Benjamin, to a one-year deal. Wow. He's no, yeah, he's no Emmanuel Sanders, but, I mean, you know, any depth that we could get will give us some help. Right. And, I mean, I think, um, you know, his best years were when the Browns were really, really bad. Um, when he had a, a decent quarterback, he, he put up – pretty good numbers in the contract year. Uh, I remember Travis Benjamin. I thought he was going to be one of the most sought after free agents. He winds up going to, to San Diego and it just, it didn't quite work out there. I think that um, for, for, for them, it was a little bit of injuries and then it was a little bit of, they wanted him to be the three Keenan Allen guy. I heard a few times he wound up being the two and the one sometimes, you know, the chargers, they've been riddled with injuries. And that's that's been part of the issue is, you know, when one guy is healthy, the other guy is and vice versa. So um, I I wonder how it's going to fit. I do think that Shanahan is more equipped than than others, perhaps, to kind of bring out the best in him. He's a speed guy. He can he's also a special teams guy, too. Um, he can return punts or return kicks. Um, but I, if I were 49er fans, I would tell them. This is a good signing. It's a, I think it's an upside signing in terms of, you know, I don't think he's going to be a regular starter. I think that he's going to be more of a specialty, like number three, number four type guy. I think it just depends on, you know, who's our number two, you know, who's, who's, who's our number one. Well, Debo's obviously right now our number one, but I think it just depends. I don't, I don't see him being like an integral, integral part of the offense, but Integral doesn't mean he's not important. I mean, he's going to stretch the field, and, and we do need that. Yeah, uh, when I first heard this, I figured with with uh, Emmanuel Sanders being gone, I figured he would slide into kind of the, the Evan Bourne type role, like maybe as like the last resort type or maybe like a red zone threat. I figured that that would be the perfect fit for him. But uh, I've had some sour with Travis Benjamin because I had to draft him in one of my fantasy leagues last year. 
that everybody seemed to get hurt, and he was always, you know, bumped up a spot higher than what he probably needed to be. Oh, he killed me one year in fantasy from all of his drop passes. So maybe that was a Philip Rivers thing and not a Travis Benjamin thing. So hopefully hopefully that works out good for us. And I like the fact that it's a one-year deal. So we're not, like, tied to him for three or four years in case that is the case. Exactly. Okay. And, and of course, you know, with us being Niners fans, we kind of have to talk about Tom Brady to the – to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's one of those things, D. I mean, obviously, I, I didn't see them as an option necessarily. I know you didn't. I mean, we were we were hearing things of basically in Tampa, Jameis was going to resign. So, I mean, you just didn't think that, that that was an option. But I think that this one, this one to me, I – I honestly believe the Buccaneers have a better shot of not making the playoffs than making the playoffs. I mean, I, I just – look, man, I I think Brady still has some left. I've said that before on your show, my show. I still think that he has some left. I do think that in terms of his numbers, he's going to put up good numbers because he has two legitimate number one wideouts in Goodwin and Evans. Um, can they protect? I think that they can enough at least. Um my problem is two things with the Buccaneers. And number one is their division. I mean, they're, they're in a division with the Saints and a division with the Falcons and the Panthers. Now, even if you think the Panthers, you know, they finished the, – I think the, the Falcons finished last. Yeah, the Falcons finished last. But even if you think they're better than the Panthers, I mean, Bridgewater – automatically will give them an opportunity to, to at least get seven to nine wins. You know, so you can't think that, okay, Tampa Bay is going to come in here, they're going to get 11, 12 wins. I don't see that. I see a good team, not a great team. Where's the running game, right? They were bottom five and running the football last year, right? Okay, so how is that going to change? So you're, you're going to ask a 43, 44-year-old to drop back 40 times? You know, that's not going to work. So to me – I like the fit in terms of him and Arians because Arians is a proven quarterback whisperer. But that same quarterback whisperer's quarterback threw 31 picks last year, and he had another 21 drop. Team. <laughs> 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 he literally 50 picks. <laughs> I, I, I just find it funny. They make Jameis get eye surgery in the offseason. Tell him he's right. running back. Bruh, it's insane. And and to to me, to be honest, um, I I agree with that. Um, I feel like, though, uh, Brady finally getting a number one receiver might do him some good because nobody on the Patriots can even talk in the same ballpark as Mike Evans. Like that, like that, right. that dude. I've seen him make catches that I I didn't think could e- even be thought about catching. And uh, right, and I will say this too: seeing him play Drew Brees twice a year is going to be magical. I can't wait to see that personally. As much as I can't stand Brady, that matchup is going to be crazy. Right. And uh, and with, I just, I, go ahead, man. No, no, you're good. You're good. I was just going to say. I remember we. In our last podcast, we talked about the new CBA, okay? So you got a 43-year-old coming in, all right? Let's assume that 
you know, this coronavirus thing, you know, dissipates by the time the NFL is ready to start, right? Fingers crossed for that, the way it's going. Right. It's it's pretty crazy right now. But let, let's assume that, you know, the NFL season starts on time. You're telling me a 43-year-old in a new system with two less preseason games is going to come out firing on all cylinders? I don't think so. I, ju- I just think there's too many things for them to overcome in order to say, okay, this is the guy who's, you know, the piece that's going to put us over the top. Now, I'm not telling you, he's not going to throw 30 picks, and that's great. You know, that that automatically will give you better chances in a lot of other games because despite Jameis' interceptions, they were in a lot of games. But that's also not going to be the sole reason that they win it all, you know. So until they improve their running game, I can't take them seriously. I still think – at best, they're six and ten, seven and nine, because the Saints are going to be the Saints. The Panthers still have a very good defense, and now they have a quarterback. And then the Falcons, listen, injury ravaged the last couple years. If they're healthy, I mean, do you think they're going to win four games if they're healthy? No, I don't think so. And, and, <laughs> and the addition of Todd Gurley, if he's even half of what he used to be, He's still right. miles ahead of Devontae Freeman. As much as I like Devontae Freeman, if if Hurley's half yeah. if half of what he was, he's still miles ahead of him. So, right that that I think they cut him. Yeah, uh, they did. They cut him. He's on the market right now. Yeah, at least, at least last time I looked, unless something's changed. But I've been keeping no, no, they did. But uh, let, yeah. let's see. Um, again, with the Niners talk. Uh, we talked about this, I think, a little bit on my show, maybe, but um, about uh, DeForest Buckner going to the Colts for the number thirteen pick. I, I think I tweeted you about that, and and I wanted you yeah. on that. Yeah, and I mean, I had told you, you know, I want to wait to see what they do with it. Um, I think that these are the kind of trades that, if you're a fan of Buckner, you hated it. If you're not a fan of Buckner. You either loved it or you're on the fence about it because the reality is the defense is going to look different. I mean, a little bit different. I mean, Buckner was great. I mean, he took up double teams and he only missed one game his entire career. So, you know, I understand if you like Buckner, why you liked him. I mean, durable, non-injury prone. All right. And then, was very good in between the trenches, could line up outside too. But I think that the other side of that would say, if you told me that he told San Francisco, I want 21 million no matter what, and we don't know how those discussions went, but that's all we know that the Colts gave him, right? So, I mean, I don't see DeForest Buckner saying, well, if the Colts, if I go to the Colts, I know they got more cap room, so I ask more of them. No, I think if he wanted $21 million, he probably told the 49ers that's what he wants because that's what he wound up getting. I mean, D, it wasn't even a second after the trade. Like, they, they put the whole thing in place, basically. The trade happened and the extension happened. So that tells me as much as Lynch and Shanahan maybe wanted to keep him, they could not at that price, and that I understand. Yeah, I do too. And uh, I'll say this: I didn't as I, I liked Buckner, uh, but him leaving, I you know, like you said, I understand the situation. But 
as much as I liked him, I didn't see him being, and I know this is real fluid, depending on who's signing what and when, but they made him the right. second highest paid defensive tackle behind Aaron Donald. Now, if you give me the choice, right. you give me the choice between Aaron Donald and Forrest Buckner, 10 out of 10 times I'm picking Aaron Donald. Right. And, and, and I just, I mean, I think he's very good, and he, but I also think that you have to be very careful when you have a defensive line like San Francisco because it can be difficult to say, okay, how much of it is playing around other great players and how much of it is him? And that's where you have to be careful. You've got to be real, real careful that it's, it's – I, I think it's a little of both. I don't think he's necessarily a 21 million guy, but I also don't think that he's – you know, 15. I think he's somewhere maybe in between, you know. If you say he's the second-best defensive tackle, I'll go with that, you know. But I also think that going to Indianapolis, does he have a great defensive line around him? No. I mean, they're a little older. They've got some guys. They've got Justin Houston, but he's older, you know. Um, They have pieces, but the talent that he had in San Francisco, he's not going to put up the numbers. He's not going to be able to affect the game, I don't think, as much. Because that was the thing about our D-line, D. You had to worry about all four guys. It wasn't just him. It was it was Bosa. It was Armstead. It was uh, D. Ford when he was in there, you know. And then, of course, the depth beyond that. So, I, like I said, it, it's tough. I'm not going to make a judgment. I, I hear a lot of people saying, we're going to get, you know, one of the three speed receivers, uh, two of the guys from Alabama, um, or Javon Kenlaw, which, you know, you watch Javon Kenlaw's tape. Um, they say that at the Senior Bowl, he literally was embarrassing people on a regular basis. Like, I could see them doing that because if you turn that 13 pick into basically a younger version of one of the defensive lines, and remember, he. He's on a rookie deal, which means he's on a five-year rookie deal. I mean, I don't know if you can ask for more than that, right? I mean, I know I'm not saying we shouldn't take a receiver at 13. I'm saying if the 49ers took Kenlaw, if he's there, who's a stud defensive tackle who also eats up double teams, he needs to uh, get a, a few more pass rush moves, but he can rush the passer too. If they took him, I think I would probably be happier than if they took the receiver just because – our defensive line is that one position that we need to stay like it is, but you can't pay everybody. Now, if you got Bosa on a rookie deal and you got him on a rookie deal, it makes it easier to go out and, and do some more things. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I understand that completely. And uh, I know some of the fallout of this, there's a couple rumors of what we're going to do. I know I heard one, and we did talk about this on my show, I remember. Uh, they're talking about bringing in the other Bosa brother next season when his contract is up because he really wants to play with his brother. So that, that could be... And that's what I mean. That's one of those things. Let's say that could be one of those money moves <laughs> that we had to make. You know, give, give up the good yeah. D-tackle to get yeah. the other edge rusher next season. Right. So so that's one of the moves. And that's what I mean. Go ahead. Yeah, that's a move that, that... I don't know if you can make that move if, you know, if you don't have a stud defensive line in place where you say, okay, we've got these guys, you know, on the, on these deals. That's why 
the OBJ talk as much as I like it, if if the 49ers really are planning to go get the other Bosa brother, you have to make sure that that cap room is there and you get back up, that cap room is not going to be there. Yeah, exactly. That was my next point was like talking about shipping the number 13 pick. Uh, I, I think they were talking about doing both first round picks and then some some kind of player in that package for Beckham. That was the next yeah. next point that I was going to make. So uh, okay. I, I, I could see that happening just because I'm bad Shanahan won them last season. So I, I could see them going that right. route. But I agree with you. If we want to sign the, the Bosa brother, there's no way we'll be able to to fit both Beckham and him in that roster with the cap room. I mean, it's it's tough. You just, you know, you try to get everybody and everything. It's just hard to do it. I mean, to me, I understand 49er fans on both sides of that argument, too. If you say, well, I want, you know, Jerry Judy, if that's the guy. If I want Henry Ruggs, if that's the guy. I completely understand. You're talking about game changers, right? And then you got an offensive mastermind in Shanahan. But to me, you have to look at it realistically, too. You have to say, Okay, he's a rookie. That's the first thing. Number two, is he going to stay healthy all 16 games? Now, Debo did, but I don't. I think Debo's a rare kind of cat, though. I really do. I think that he, when you look at, he's a physical guy. You know, like that's how he is. These guys that we're drafting, they're not physical guys necessarily. These are guys who are more finesse guys. Yeah, good route runners, but they're more speed guys, and speed guys usually don't stay healthy like that. So. If you tell me I could have one of the young receivers on a rookie deal or OBJ, well, OBJ is more proven. Even though I'm, I'm a little skeptical, a little on the fence about it, if you ask me what I'd rather have with that 13 pick, I want to win now, D. I want OBJ. And OBJ gives me the opportunity now to take that next step. See, I don't have to wait for the rookie to get acclimated, wait for him to be good in the system. Remember Dante Pettis, who's now on the trade block? You don't know how it's going to go if you draft one of these guys. You just don't. Even with Shanahan, the guy still has to put in the work. He still has to be able to run the right routes, understand the terminology, understand what he has to do. There is no sure thing with a draft pick. Exactly. And and me personally, I kind of need to distance myself from this because I'm one of the biggest fans that there is out there. I loved him. I remember watching Landry at LSU because we get all the SEC games down here. I became a fan of him as soon as I yeah. seen him run his first route on TV. I was like, he's going to be good. So I would love to see him yeah. in a Niners jersey. But there, there's one more rumor yeah. about this move that that I found just recently. It was I think it was NBC Sports uh, sent out a, a article that said basically the reason that we did this is we're going to try and sign George Kittle to like a – a career-changing contract now to make sure we don't lose him. I mean, that's what you have to do. I, whatever we do, D, if you told me we, 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 we're we not getting anything, we take the 13th pick, we trade downs, we take the 29th or the 31st pick and trade. Whatever it is, I don't care as long as George Kittle gets the extension that he deserves. He is a bona fide franchise player. He is the best player non-quarterback in football. So that includes offense, that includes defense. There's no person, screw PFF, actually I think they're the ones who said it, but no matter what they think, we watched him. We know without George Kittle, 
I don't know if our offense even looks anywhere close to what it can look like. Oh, well, you saw what we looked like when he was hurt. We we were com- we were completely different. Like it, it looked like a completely different yeah. team out there. Yeah, and I mean, kudos to Shanahan for realizing that. I mean, he knows it, you know. And but they know what they have, and I know kill you know the extension. I don't worry about that. I know that's going to get done. You know, I know that, and and they know that. And Forty Nine er fans, I'm sure, you know, we know that this guy is dynamic. He is. Great route runner, great speed, great hands, but the thing he probably does best is block, and he loves to block. It's it's a mentality with him, exactly. <laughs> and that's that that's a great thing. I mean, that's something that not everybody wants to do. I mean, you saw him mic'd up in the NFC Championship. He was run it some more. Let's run it again. Let's <laughs> yeah. run it again. And that's the guy you want yeah, on and, your and team. And see, other the other good thing about him is it's not just on the field either. He is incredible, like a PR guy off the field. Like, like he is in, instant charismatic when it comes to that. So that's definitely something else that we could use, especially off the field. You know, and and Jimmy's and Jimmy's like that too. So having them both together like that is it, just perfect in that situation. Yeah, for sure. And he 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 reminds me. I would call him Gronk. Without the upside of trust. Yes, perfect. <laughs> That's perfect. What I, I couldn't agree with that more. <laughs> so I mean, I the guy is just he's he's outstanding, man, and he he's an Iowa kid, so he's a humble guy, and that's that's part of it, you know, hard hat lunch pail guy, you know. So uh, that's 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 the kind of guys that we have, and he's he's one of them, but he's the best of them for sure. Oh, <laughs> so something else that I really wanted to get your opinion on. And it's kind of a two-part thing. It's um, the Arizona Cardinals trade for DeAndre Hopkins and what Houston didn't get, plus the the, the Vikings trade Stephon Diggs and what got in return for it. I, I could not believe seeing the two trades compared with who got what. I, I, it just blew my mind that, that Bill O'Brien would let that go through for that. I mean, I, I was speechless, and I'm not even a Texans fan. Like, what, what, what are Texans fans saying? Like, I, you, you, D, you know how you see something on the Internet, and you know that everything you see is not real? So you literally have to keep searching for it until it's confirmed that it's real? That's what happened when I saw it. Because I was like, Okay, first of all, they're never going to trade him. Exactly. <laughs> like, so when I first saw it, I was like, this isn't even real. I, I, had, I, I had to check times to make sure it, was, it wasn't it was the not Sports Center account. I had to literally check it three times right. to make for sure. <laughs> right, because, you know, people do things like that. They'll, they'll, they'll throw fake trades out there all the time and stuff. And But the, the, only, the only way I found out, because I kept seeing it on Twitter, and then when I saw DeAndre Hopkins trending, and then after that, I was like, let me check one more thing. So I went on YouTube, and the first video that shows up in my queue is Stephen A. reacts to DeAndre Hopkins getting traded. <laughs> like, oh, it's real. <laughs> like, I, I just, look, B- Bill O'Brien is, 
he's one of those guys who was a Belichick disciple, if people don't know who he is. And he was the franchise or the, the coach for the Texans. I, I, I believe it's been something like six or seven years, something like that. And the Texans, they were unfortunate in their first, I think, three, four years. They either didn't have a quarterback or they didn't have another receiver opposite Hopkins. Like, usually it was both. And so they were losing all these playoff games or they would win and then just get destroyed in the division around at New England. Well, he finally gets a quarterback, right? And then J.J. Watt couldn't stay healthy. <laughs> you know, so the D-line was taking a hit. You know, and you always felt like, okay, maybe their underachieving is not him. You know, they, they really always had unfortunate circumstances, but there were always situations, too, where he would blow games, blow leads, do stupid things in terms of clock management. And I'm not as hard on people in clock management situations as everybody else because you always have the benefit of hindsight. When you're a head coach, you're thinking about 9,000 different things that the average fan is not thinking of. So when you make a decision, it's not just, okay, this is the one reason I think this is going to work. They're thinking of more than that. So I'm not as hard as people in clock management. You grow. That's what being an NFL head coach is all about, as, as long as you can get the years under your belt. So I wasn't even hard on him for that. But when you combine all those things, the playoff losses, the, the barely winning your division, despite being probably the best team for the last seven, eight years, and then you do something like this where you trade the best player in your franchise's history. We're not talking about just some guy. We're talking about a top two Receiver, two, three, maybe, right? <laughs> like, probably, what, if, he, if he's a top two receiver or top three receiver, he's a top ten player in the NFL, he's still young. And what did they argue about? Him not having a new deal? Listen, if DeAndre Hopkins wants $22 million, I'm giving him $22 million Because he is the offense. He is the offense. Deshaun Watson is the offense. But without, without – Without DeAndre Hopkins, their offense this year is going to struggle, okay? Because what does DeAndre Hopkins do? He dictates coverage. So that means you have to bracket him, you have to double him, or you have to triple him, right? So now that's gone, okay? So there's nothing for a defense to fear now when they play the Texans. What are you going to fear, Will Fuller? He's in the hot tub <laughs> half the time. Oh, my God. Well, I can't he was this stupid and it, there were reports that came out that basically made you understand that it was personal like they were saying that they got in an argument about DeAndre Hopkins was coming around and his, and his baby mamas was coming around and, and Bill O'Brien didn't like it and he was like well you're no different than people in the street I don't know. listen whether or not that's true is really not the point the point is you not only traded him you got nothing for him <laughs> like D, he literally traded a better player for a worse player with a worse contract. Like, in what world is that a good thing? But to me, D, that tells me it was personal because literally he was basically saying to DeAndre, I can trade you for nothing. And then he did. Yeah. <laughs> Just, <laughs> there's so much wrong with this. First of all, the dude hadn't dropped a pass in like three seasons. That's number one. If you've got a receiver who who doesn't drop right. passes, you have to do everything you can to keep him. 
Look at the 49ers, for example. Freaking Bourne was dropping passes all year. Pettis, I don't think, has caught a pass since he's been to, on the team. It just so, – so if you've got a receiver who literally never drops a pass, you do everything you can to keep him because every time you throw to him, it's basically a catch unless you just throw it 10 feet over his head. With this, I didn't think I, I thought Bill O'Brien would learn from the Jadavion Clowney trade. Just how how bad the Clowney trade was. Just I, I can't believe he would do it again with the end of calendar year, basically. He wasn't the same player as Hopkins, though. And remember, his contract was expiring too. DeAndre Hopkins has three years left on the deal. Like, I mean, I talk about value. Like, you kidding me? Just, just, <laughs> and, and I agree with you 1,000%. Their offense is going to be rough next year with Will Fuller as their number one receiver and David Johnson, who can barely stay oh, on the field as their running back. Just, it, it, I mean, it's going to be musical oh, chairs dude. out there, dude. They're going to be pulling people out the stands <laughs> to play receiver. Well, let them call my fat ass down there. I could probably catch some passes for them. I was about to say, you can call me. I ain't doing nothing. <laughs> I mean, I, there are just certain times when, you know, it reminded, you know what it reminded me of? Actually, the Herschel Walker trade, where you, you gave up. You, you, it was a one-sided trade, like, and it wasn't even close. You know what I'm saying? Like, like the Herschel Walker trade was Dallas basically got three first-round picks and I think like seven additional picks, and they turned that into a dynasty. They turned it into three championships in four years. And I, I'm not saying that the Cardinals will do that, but what I'm saying is the one-sidedness of it. You don't trade one player for 10 draft picks, and you don't trade one player for nothing. Because as good as David Johnson is when he's healthy, let's just say that, let's say next year he rushes for 1,500 yards and he has 20 touchdowns. Okay? They can't throw. <laughs> they can't throw, D. So it's not even going to matter. And, and, and another thing, just it. I can't even get my thoughts together. But the, the one thing I wanted to add to this is, can, can we stop sending so much talent to the NFC West? I mean, we have a, we have, we have a hard enough time getting out of our division now. And now you're going to add – and now you're going to add Nuke right. to the last place Arizona Cardinals? What does that freaking exactly. do to us? Oh, man. Bruh, you are absolutely a 1,000% correct on that one. The only thing that, that it makes me feel bad because I was like, man, I wish we'd have known he would have given them up for a second round. Oh, hell pick yeah, we would have given them the the thirty first pick in a heartbeat. Send him, send him, and a Gerard right. McKinnon or McKinnon name is who can't stay on the field. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's it's unbelievable. I, I just think Bill O'Brien is he's he's ruined that franchise now. Because they were always a fringe Super Bowl contender. You know, fringe as in they they were still missing a piece or two. But, you know, any team can get hot. 
you know, and, and when you have a quarterback like that that's dynamic and can make plays outside the pocket and you have a receiver like Nuke who can take over a game or two, you always have hope. And so they were always fringe Super Bowl contenders, but now without, without Nuke, they may finish third, fourth in their division because Indianapolis has Phillip Rivers and Buckner now. They're better than them. The Titans went to the AFC Championship game. They're better than them. Right. <laughs> right? So the only person you're trying to beat is the Jaguars. And, I mean, they're really bad, so they might be third in the division. It's just <laughs> just this whole situation just, just blew my mind when I read it. And then, like I said before, like in that same day, seeing what the – got for Stephon Diggs and Diggs isn't even in the same class as DeAndre Hopkins and and they got that in return from Buffalo I, I couldn't believe it well I it's one of those things I mean this is what we talk about when we say this is why Bill O'Brien is viewed the way that he's viewed by by Texans fans because sometimes people around the league may feel a certain way about a guy, it doesn't mean that it's true. When you're when you're watching the day-to-day interactions, you're watching every game, and you're watching the way that he handles things, you may have a better pulse on the team than everybody around the league because there's bias everywhere. And when you look at Stefan Diggs, if you ask me, if you said, is he worth the first-round pick? Well, yeah. You know, just like DeAndre Hopkins is worth two. He's worth one. I mean, he's the number one. I mean, when you turn on his tape, and I've been – studying some tape because of the NFL giving out game pass for free, which is great. When you turn on his tape, D, Stefan Diggs is not just a speed receiver. And that's really what's up. Like his, what he does though, is he uses his speed to set up his routes. He's very, very crafty. Reminds me a lot of Stevie Johnson, the old bills receiver. Like he would just embarrass you running routes. Like really. And that's Stefan Diggs reminds me of. I think that, Sometimes it gets him into trouble. You know, sometimes he, he does a little too much. And, and as a quarterback, it's timing. So he may take an extra step or two and you've thrown the ball and that, that throws that timing off a little bit. But I think it's a great trade, first of all. I think both both parties win here because it wasn't, it wasn't working in Minnesota. You know, Kirk, as good as Kirk may be, he was staring down Thielen a lot, and I can't blame him. Thielen's oh, better. No Thielen is better. Now, is he? He's not better by a lot, but he's still better. And and yeah, in clutch situation, I'm gonna look to him. Yeah, and I think for Diggs, Diggs is realizing. Listen, I'm beating number two, number three corners on a regular, and you're not looking my way. <laughs> so I get that part of it. For the Bills, first of all, if you don't know. Now you'll know. I am a huge Josh Allen fan, okay? I already picked the Bills to go to the AFC Championship game this year, and that was when last year was going on. Because you could just see the talent that he has. He took a step forward last year, which is great. But the one thing they were missing is the same thing we're missing, a number one. Oh, he's for, he's for <laughs> damn right? sure got it now. So, they, he, I mean, he's got it now, and that team has everything else you need. They literally – they got the young tight end rising in, in, in Knox. They've got a good complimentary receivers and John Brown and, and Cole Beasley. They've got a decent offensive line. They can run the football. And then they've got a defense that it's going to hold down most teams. Like, if you haven't been watching the Bills, you will this season because I think they're going to win their division 
and I don't think it's going to be close. And I think they're going to go to the NFC oh, Championship they, game. They were, re- they were a uh, tackling their own teammate away from playing the Chiefs, and I and I and I feel like they would have given the Chiefs so, a better run money than what Houston did. Oh, for sure, for sure. For sure, I, I if that was the situation that I, I wanted to see it. I wanted to see that game because the Texans, man. <laughs> I mean, I mean, again, we we talk about Bill O'Brien, right? So dumb decisions, right? What did he do in the Chiefs game? You're up twenty-eight nothing, and you go for it on fourth and three from your own like thirty. What completely changed the entire complexion of the game? Completely. And what do you know? They give up 56 yeah. straight and game's <laughs> over. <laughs> Only build a 28-point lead when everything's going your way. Like, just just dumb. Like, that. those are the moves that would get regular coaches fired. He trades the Andre Hill. That would get you fired. But he's still there. So, I'm sorry, Texans fans. <laughs> I'm really sorry. I, I do feel bad for them after all of this. Like, you can't help but feel bad for them. They're stuck with Bill O'Brien. He trades away their best player. Now they're, like, probably the third or fourth best team in right. the week AFC South. Just, it, it's sad. And I've got a buddy who lives in Houston who goes to the games a lot. And I, I sent him that link, and he just sent me, like, 15 crying face emojis after. Just, it, it, it's it's sad, man. It's just sad. <laughs> right. Okay, so uh, one thing I wanted to get you on to um, the Cowboys. I know you can't stand the Cowboys, but we uh, we 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 got to talk about them franchising Dak, and we got to talk about them giving Amari Cooper a hundred million dollars. Um, I I was I you know Cooper, as I told you, I I won the Forty ers to get him. Um, I I. I'm a huge fan. Um, very good route runner. Has very good speed, too. Um, he's going to be a centerpiece in McCarthy's offense. So I think I think it's a good signing. Uh, don't forget, too, and this happened in the last day, but you, you probably didn't realize it. Their yes, center, I Travis saw that. Frederick I was, was going to bring that up, too. 29 years old. Yeah. Um, but we'll, we'll we'll get into that. But back to Cooper, you know, I think he's he's a top ten receiver in my eyes. Um, uh, you know, nothing nothing happens in their passing game without him being involved. So I think it's a good move. Franchising Dak, I you know Dak is Dak is Dak. I mean, I I've made my my thoughts known on him. I actually uh, trying to start my own YouTube channel. My actually my very first topic will be is Dak a franchise quarterback? So I'll save that for that. But um. You know, it's a move that, you know, you if he's your guy, you have to make that move. You know, and I, I don't know exactly what he wants because it just it, it seems like whatever the Cowboys offer is not good enough for him. You know, I mean, so to me, if I got a quarterback that wants the money that that they say that he wants, and even like I think the Cowboys offered him thirty three a year. I mean, he's. If you think he's, if 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 you he's not worth more than that, you know. So I I don't see how they could not come to an agreement. I don't I understand exactly what he's because they offered him a bunch of guaranteed money too. And 
for some reason, they just they just haven't come to an agreement. And I, you know, some of that may be the language in the contract. We just don't know. They may be saying, "Hey, after two years, we can get out of it," or you know, you you just never know. You know, we don't know until all those details come out. But for now, you know, he, he's franchised. That's what they had to do to keep him. That's fine. But if I'm the Cowboys, I don't know how you're not seriously considering drafting a center and a quarterback fairly early because you don't know what Dak's going right, to do. Exactly. And, uh, and well, I'm not starting a YouTube channel, so I can talk about it. Personally, <laughs> I think I, uh, I, I, I could see Dak <laughs> as a franchise quarterback eventually. Right now, right now, I don't see Okay. He. Okay. He, I, I like. I like that. I yeah, like he, that. He that, makes that, too many mistakes. And like you said on my show, uh, he's won, and I think been against you know uh, uh, teams ranked above five hundred. Just he he in the clutch situations because yeah. for some reason here we get all the Dallas games too. Why you know in Western Kentucky, but see, like, <laughs> like every Dallas game that they had on that it was close. He he disappears in the fourth quarter. He 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 can't he can't make any of the throws. That's right. when he had Cooper. That's when um when he had you know all of his receivers healthy. And and one and one part of that too. Right. And I hate to admit this is because I loved him when he was there. They're tied to like a four-year-old tight end in Jason Witten. That that's not going to that's not going to get you any help right. when it comes right. to the offense. Because all they're going to say is, "Oh, we right. can fit one guy on him. He's not going right. to go anywhere and do anything." So, so I, I feel him a year <laughs> right. or two under McCarthy, the way he, you know, the way he did Aaron Rodgers, I feel like he could be a franchise quarterback. But right now, I saw something where he wanted forty million dollars. There's no way on earth I would have given him forty million dollars a year. Right. Just. But 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 I, I agree with you too about the Amari Cooper thing. I feel like he did he deserved that money for sure. Five five years, a hundred million, and when he got there, it was yeah. instant. It was an instant mm-hmm. turnaround. It was an instant like even the first week when he didn't even know the whole playbook and he was up whoever it was they played. I don't remember who it was, but he, I remember he had like seven or eight catches and it was either a hundred yards or it was right shy of it. So he. I agree with you. I feel like that that right. was the perfect fit for them, especially if they think that Dak might be. That way, maybe front load Amari's contract so they can back load Dax if they need it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's yeah. see. Uh, one uh, one more interesting thing I wanted to get out of you for sure. If there's something else you want to ask me, but um, Marcus Mariota to the Raiders. I wanted to get your thoughts on that. Well, John Gruden is a guy who he he likes the quarterback who can make that second play. And even though Carr is not in that mold, Carr was already there when he got there. So it's not like it's it was his guy. He drafted. No, it's not. He was already there. So this move doesn't shock me one bit. I actually predicted it because Gruden's always like that guy. Just remember, remember his quarterbacks in the past, you know, for those of you who think the NFL started only in the year 2005, <laughs> it did not. Back in 2000, <laughs> the, the MVP of the league, Rich Gannon, you know, he was a mobile guy. 
Jeff Garcia, he coached him in Tampa. He was a mobile guy. Um, also in Tampa, he had Brad Johnson. What happened to Brad Johnson? He got benched. Why? He's not mobile. <laughs> All right? So, I mean, he's always liked that kind of guy. It's not a surprise that he went after Mariota. My only general wondering <laughs> meant, <laughs> not even a word, is what is Mariota right now? That's what I want to, because I don't think that he's better than Carr. And I don't even think it has anything to do with Carr being in the system. I think that when it comes to passing, Carr's a better passer. Now, is it by a huge leap and bound? No, I don't. I don't think it's like that, but I think it's enough to where he's not going to beat Carr out in camp if that's what they brought him in for. I mean, the only way he sees the field is if Gruden has bias or if Carr gets hurt. That's, that's the only way. So in terms of a backup, I can't say if it's a good move because we've never seen Mariota as a backup play. We've seen him as a backup, but we've never seen him play as a backup. So I don't know. You know, it, it's they need a backup quarterback. They got one. <laughs> you know, the record, hey, no Brady, right? You know, I you understood the, the the connection, but at the same time, they're not close to winning. So I understood why Brady wouldn't go there. You know, so I. It's it's I, I get the move because I know how Gruden thinks. I've been watching Gruden since the late nineties, so he's he's never changed. <laughs> he's never changed. Same guy. So this move, no surprise. They they need more weapons. Whatever he's trying to do, he he's done a solid job so far building that team. You know they are they're still probably two years away from being legitimate threats. But they have a good foundation. They have a good offensive line. They they need everything on defense, though. Yeah, <laughs> he does uh, probably the main. Thing. After trading Khalil Mack, I, I thought the Raiders were just going to crawl in a pit and die. Just I, that that's another that's another one of those trades where I had to double check <laughs> and make sure it wasn't not Sports Center to make for sure that that trade actually did happen. But but uh, with Mariota. Right. Um, I've been following him since Oregon. I, I I can I can see the appeal, and I know I can't remember if it was a couple years ago or what it was, but one of the Titans Monday Night Football games where Gruden was on the thing on the panel, he, all he did the whole game was praise Mariota. It was Mariota can do this, Mariota can do that, Mariota what a perfect pass, Mariota what a good way to drink Gatorade on the sideline. Just it, 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 it's like it. Everything he did, Gruden had the little heart eyes floating around his head. So, so I, I remember oh, man, it distinctly because I, I looked at my wife. She was sitting on the couch, and I was like, are you hearing this? Like, it sounds like he's talking about Joe Montana. Like, I, I couldn't believe how he was gushing over Mariota. So as, as soon as that popped into my head, I was like, yeah, I can see this happening. And to be honest, even from watching Hard Knocks, like you, you could tell Gruden's not all in on Carr. He just the way he acted toward the backups, the way yeah. he acted towards like everything he did, and I know that show is doctor, of course, but but you, you could you could tell even like in the stuff that wasn't yeah. doctored, like he wasn't one thousand percent in on Carr. So I I could see him bringing in Mariota. I could right. even if. Just for competition, thinking, oh, maybe maybe Carr just needs to kick in the ass to get him going, you know, what 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 whatever it is. Just 
I, mm. I see the move. I'm like you. I understand the move, but I, I'm like you. I don't see him getting on the field unless Carr gets hurt or he's got a deal for Carr in place that we don't know about yet, and it's just kind of waiting to come out. But, but, but yeah, I agree. Right. I mean, I, I mean, remember, Gruden plays the Chiefs twice a year. So he's looking at Mahomes make all these plays outside the pocket. And you could see why that would be attractive to him. I mean, I could see why. I mean, they listen, if, if, you, if you know football and you have watched the Chiefs and Raiders in just – I'll just say the last five years. For some reason, the Raiders, when they go to Arrowhead, they never score. Like, they never score. It's like three points, six points, nine points. And it's – part of it is if your quarterback can't make those second plays, you know, it's a difficult place for them to play right now. So, I could see, you know, there's some things factoring into that decision of, okay, we need a guy who can extend these plays and make plays when something's not there. So, I could see it. I mean, again, I, I don't think Mario could beat him out. But then, hey, you know what? Carr is not a world beater. We're not talking about a top ten quarterback here, so it wouldn't be yeah, a possibility. Totally agree with that. And uh, one more thing, I wanted to ask you before we leave. I, I just remembered this. Tell me why, in in any way, shape, form, or fashion, that Melvin Gordon thought signing with the Broncos was a good idea. Well, I this is a here, here's the thing. Um, I, I always understand when a, when a, when a, when a, um, when a player signs with a team in the division, 90% of the time it's to play against that other team twice, you know, that team that cut. Now they have a running back and I understand that too. We don't know what the Broncos are going to do between now and then. Um, but it, it made no sense in terms of if you want money, it made no sense. But people – I'm getting a sense around the league that people just don't want to give him a big contract. Now, for whatever reason, I don't know. You know, I, I – when, when you play for San Diego, you have to be careful because the Spanos family is not the greatest ownership in football. I'll put it in a nice way. Um, you know – they treated LT like crap, you know. I mean, they traded away Drew Brees. That one was understandable, but they still did it. Um, you know, this I I don't know if it's something that's being put out there by them about how he is or whatever. But if you look up like numbers and stuff, last four or five years, Melvin Gordon's numbers are way at the top. They're like top three, top four in terms of yards, touchdowns, you know, everything. So. I don't know why – I know why he went to the Broncos. He went because it's in the division, and he wanted to play against the Chargers twice a year. That I understand. But I don't know why he would go to a team that you're not going to yeah, win. See, that was, my, that, was, that was my thinking exactly because, I mean, <laughs> they told I mean, Flacco he's not coming back. So, you know, who's, you know, who's their quarterback right now? Everybody should tell Flacco he's not coming back. Oh God! But but yeah, I I didn't understand that whatsoever. Just I, I didn't even think about the play in the Chargers twice. So that, that that part does make sense. But when you have when you have no quarterback 
when they already yeah. have a very above average running back. I, I, I love Philip Lindsay personally, the way he runs. I, I love the way he plays. But right. uh, the yeah. defense isn't near what it used to be. Yeah. And that's even with Vaughn Miller in there. Just it. This move to me made ab- right. absolutely no sense unless it was like you said, just just to play the Chargers twice a year, and and if you're going to do that, I feel like Oakland at this right. point is a better option than than Denver is when it comes to winning. But at the same time, they got Josh Jacobs, who's really good too. So maybe that was part of part of the deal too. And and, and you know, Kansas yeah. City's not going to pay him. Yeah, with as much as they're going to have to give Mahomes, that that's not happening, right? So, but but yeah, <laughs> right. So yeah, I mean, I, it, it's it's almost like it's not the same, but it 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 perplexes you a little bit the same. Like Gurley going to the Falcons is like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay, would you do that? Uh, why? <laughs> like. I, it's like why even you said what? even bother with the Falcons because I mean you're gonna have enough trouble in that division with New Orleans as it is. Is right. I mean, I I the 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 offense of the Falcons that one I I understand that because you know they're never you're never gonna face a eight man box because you got Julio and you got weapons on the outside so. And you got my Ryan, they're a passing team. So, I mean, I get that part, but I don't know. I mean, we'll see if he can be marginally effective. I don't know. I I miss old Todd Gurley, yeah, but see, I don't know if old I'm Todd Gurley too. If back. he's even half of what he used to be, then they'll be. it'll be a good move. But if he's if he's what he was the last couple of years with the Rams, right. I, I don't see it working out. But – that's all I got for you, man. Unless you've got something from uh, something else for me, you want my opinion on? No, I don't think I have anything. Let me. Let me. I was, was going to say I can talk about Rick Pitino and Iona if you want to. <laughs> you want to go that route, being a Kentucky guy. You hear me? You hear me, uh, D? Yeah. Now, now I can. Went quiet there okay. for a second. It said Philip Dorsett went to the Seahawks on a one-year deal. That doesn't move the needle. No. <laughs> no it's, as much as I can't stay in Seattle, that that doesn't move the needle for me either. Just, I mean, yeah, yeah he's a re, he's a return guy. They might save Lockett from getting hit a couple times, but right. <laughs> um, we only got like a couple minutes left because you know Anchor, you only got that one-hour limit. Oh yeah. Let's. Let's briefly discuss the New England quarterback situation. You know, Cam got cut today, and to me, it it makes perfect sense to, for New England to bring him in. But what, from what I've been hearing, um, the young kid—I cannot think of his name right now—the guy they drafted last year, and I like him too. Um, oh, Jared Stidham. So Jared Stidham, they're saying. They, like quietly, like he's going to wind up being the starter. They signed Brian Hoyer for a year, but you know he's going to be the backup. He knows that system, you know. But if Cam is healthy, 
would you go young quarterback who you know knows your system, or do you go with Cam? I mean, what do you, what would you do? Now, if it was me, it's a really difficult decision. I, I don't know if there's a right answer to that. Because yes, if Cam is healthy, I was going to say, if he's healthy, I still don't know which version of him I'm getting. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Are we going to get the Cam first couple years in the league where he was throwing 60-yard darts? Or are we going to get the Cam who who can barely throw a slant route? You know, um, <laughs> right. uh, oh, that's tough. Um, I would say just because I would rather, you know, give the rookie another year, I would say maybe bring Cam in on a one-year deal. Maybe, yeah. like, not, not necessarily league minimum, but, you know, something kind of che- relatively cheap. Or if you need yeah. to get out of the contract real quick, you know, just, you know, get out of yeah. it. But uh, yeah. I, I feel like um, giving the young guy at least, you know, an extra four or five games, maybe yeah. see, you know, because if Cam does good, you know, hey, you got him for cheap. He's, True. you know, he's the former MVP, you know, whatever. Yeah. So uh, I, I'm like you. That'd be kind of a coin flip for me because uh, I'd have to bring Cam in for a workout, see how he is, you know, see how his shoulder is, all that. Right. True. True. I I think I agree with you. And I, I was gonna say last thing, Nick Foles agreed to that deal with the Bears. Now I'm a Trubisky fan. Thought he was gonna take a step this year. To me, this is a good thing on all fronts. Trubisky gets the competition that everybody said that he needed, which he does. And it also, if he does take that step forward, you still got a good backup either way. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, I saw something on Twitter. Somebody said, now the Bears have three backup quarterbacks on their roster. (laughs) 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 I thought was funny, personally. But, yeah, um, I feel like either way they've got to win with whether it's Nick Foles beating everybody out for the job, whether it's Trubisky taking the step forward that he needs, I feel like that's a good situation all around. Right. One last thing. We talk about Bill O'Brien like a like a what he is. Ryan Pace. You cannot give nine million guarantee to Jimmy Graham. Oh my God! You can be started on that. Oh my God! I could Dude, not he- believe that. The last like three, four off seasons, he's done this. This is not a new thing. He's like he the he is literally is bidding against himself every off season. I don't understand. He's thirty four. He has nothing left. You gave him nine million guaranteed on a two year. Why? <laughs> he 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 was done the minute New Orleans traded. Yes. The, the 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 second that they traded him, he fell off of a cliff. I mean, I oh my god! I, him and Bill O'Brien need they need to run a franchise. I would that's my like oh, man. Just it, it, it's okay, man. Yeah. All right. Look, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and sign off here. But enjoyed having you on. I'm sure we'll we'll be right back on uh, sometime in the next week or so. But. uh Always enjoy it and appreciate you coming on. Yeah, oh, for sure, my man. Happy to be on. Yeah, we'll definitely do this again for sure. All right. Sounds good. All right, peace. Peace.